0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about something incredibly interesting and it's a conversation that came up around wounds and chronic kidney disease. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to talk to you guys about the pocket guide for dietitians that are prepping for the state surveys or if you're in Canada it's going to be about the audit process that we go through. If you're in any country, chances are that the auditing process of a long-term care home is going to be very similar and this is because the standards across countries for long-term care dietitians is fairly regular um, in that we're all regulated in kind of the same way. I know there's some countries such as Australia, so if you're listening from Australia, it's not compulsory to have a dietitian actually as an employee in a long-term care home. So for those of you that don't have those type of regulations, maybe this isn't exactly for you, but the book will be extremely helpful if you're about to go through the state survey process or even if you're not, let's say that they just came through and you're trying to find a way to improve your practice so that you're better prepared for next time. We have a book in our shop and it's called The Dietitian's Pocket Guide Prepping for State Surveys. So it is, I wrote it myself obviously, I did extensive research I talked to a couple dietitians that were previously state surveyors. And if you're looking for those interviews, I do actually have them on the website and I'll link them in the show notes here. But essentially, I walk you through what you should be doing day in and day out in your current job to prep you for those state surveys. So I tell you what patients do you need to be visiting on a regular basis and be charting on, how to chart on them, what they're going to ask you about, how to approach a conversation with them. It really breaks down the process and it will make you feel so much more confident about what you're doing. There's critical pathways that you need to know in order to better be prepared. And I talk about those extensively in the pocket guide. So if you want to get a copy, it's available in our shop and I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's only $39.99, so really inexpensive to get you prepped for the state survey. Um, So yeah, be sure to check uh, the show notes and you can go, you can visit the website and you can see exactly what is encompassed in the book. But getting into today's episode, so I was in a Facebook group and that's where, you know, the best questions come up because that's where most dietitians honestly feel the most comfortable asking for help in these groups. And somebody was asking, I'll just pull it up so I can actually... um, Talk to you guys about it. But what the question was is that they had a patient who had surgical wounds, but they also had chronic kidney disease that was between stage three and five, but they were still non dialysis. And so their question was do we prioritize protein first for healing the wound, or do we prioritize keeping this patient off of dialysis, which means that they're on a lower protein diet? And I thought, wow, that is such a great and complicated question. So we know that if we're working with the older adult population, they are far more likely to have multiple chronic conditions. And I wouldn't say that a significant portion of our population has chronic kidney disease to the extent where they're borderline dialysis, but we do have these in long-term care. I have had a ton of these in my career. and the stats say that there's about 37 million or one in three Americans are at risk of developing chronic kidney disease. So as you can see, it's not an epidemic or anything like that, but to know how to treat these patients for their quality of life is so critically important. So I went and I did a little bit of research and thankfully there were some great dietitians that referred some really cool research papers that I went through to try to find out the answer because Within that group, there wasn't really a consensus on the answer, which I know for most dietitians, it's so frustrating because we just want to know, tell me, should I be prioritizing the chronic kidney disease or should I be prioritizing the wound? And like everything else in medical nutrition therapy, in long-term care, there's not one straight answer which is what makes our job so much more complicated, especially for those new dietitians that are coming into the field. You can train them and they can have all the textbook answers, but if you actually put them into the long-term care home and you say, okay, now go figure it out. Well, the textbook answers, they don't work because we weigh quality of life so heavily in long-term care that It's not as simple as you give this much protein for this condition. There's guidelines, but it's not always that simple. So I just want to walk you through how to approach a situation like this, because in this particular circumstance, the patient had surgical wounds, which, yes, we will definitely see that in long term care. Let's say there's a hip fracture or a fracture of any kind and they need to have surgery, they will have surgical wounds. And so we know that when somebody has, let's say a stage three, stage four pressure injury, that we are typically recommending anywhere from 1.2 to 1.5 grams per kilogram of protein for their body weight, up to two grams uh, sometimes. But when you have a chronic kidney disease patient that's either borderline dialysis or they're actively going through dialysis, well, we know that according to the kidney disease outcomes quality initiatives, they recommend a limit of 0.55 to 0.6 grams per kilogram of body weight daily. And there's no way that that little of protein is going to heal up a wound. It's just that's even below the recommended 0.8 for the general population. And even higher is the recommendation for older adults, which is at minimum 1.0 to 1.2 grams per kilogram of protein. And so how do we strike that balance? And now they say also, if a patient has chronic kidney disease and diabetes, well, then you can go up to 0.6 to 0.8. And so we're looking at these initiatives and these recommendations that come out. And when I talk about pressure injury and wound protocols, I'm going according to the National Pressure Injury advisory panel or the NPIAP, which is kind of the gold star of recommendations. And so it's hard to know where that balance is. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about how to approach a situation like this, because it's not so much that I can give you the straight answer and say, this is exactly what you need to be doing. What I can do though is I can guide you on how to get to the right answer for the patient. I am a huge advocate of person-centered care and making sure all of your nutrition care plans are individualized. So that means that the patient and their loved ones need to be involved in the decision-making process about what recommendations and what nutrition interventions are going to happen. Because we go through the nutrition care process, no matter what the situation is, you're always starting at nutrition assessment, giving a nutrition diagnosis. And in that nutrition assessment, you're going to be interviewing the patient and their family in order to find out, okay, once we have that assessment piece, the diagnosis, we know what's wrong. So, you know, uh, increased protein needs due to pressure injury. Um, And so from there, we need to set goals, nutrition goals in order to set those nutrition goals the patient has to be involved in the planning of those goals because you as the dietitian don't get to dictate what the nutrition goals are in that circumstance. You get to give the patient all the information and you get to help them determine what the goals should be. So it's really important that we don't forget that that is the key piece in this whole situation. Now, if a patient is not currently on dialysis, and that means that we wanna keep them off of dialysis, when we're going to the patient and their loved ones, I'll just keep referring to the patient, but you do want their loved ones to be involved if they are involved in their care, Um, you wanna have the discussion that these are the protein recommendations to manage your chronic kidney disease in order to minimize the risk of you advancing to that dialysis stage. And then on a separate note, these are the protein recommendations for us to be able to have the best chance at healing the wounds that you're currently having. Now, you can't guarantee the outcome of either one. So if you go textbook, and you simply give the lowest protein in order to keep them off dialysis, that's not to say that they're never going to advance to dialysis. And if you give the highest dose of protein in order to heal up those wounds, it's not to say that they're guaranteed to heal up those wounds because there's always other medical factors that go into both of these situations. So there's other chronic conditions that will accelerate to dialysis. And there are, let's say, positional for example, that will make a wound worse and if that is not a part of the care plan, then the wounds won't heal. So we can only talk to them really about the nutrition portion and we want to make sure that we're staying within our scope of practice when we're discussing this. So always just keep focused on the role of medical nutrition therapy in both of these situations. And so essentially what you're presenting to them is that there's no one-size-fits-all and I can't tell you as a patient what's the best route to go, what we want to simply do is we want to look at what are you most comfortable with in this situation. So you can strike a balance in there where let's say for example, that you are going to increase the protein for a short period of time in order to try to heal up those wounds as fast as we can in order to knock the protein back to the more acceptable range for chronic kid- kidney disease, pardon me. So you wanna weigh what the quality of life is. So what would their nutrition goal be? Do you want to stay have a higher chance of staying off dialysis by keeping the chronic kidney disease low? Or do we want to try our best to heal up those wounds to increase comfort, reduce risk of infection, which those can lead to more serious health conditions? So personally, and in my professional opinion, I would likely want to heal up those wounds as fast as possible. Because if you've been working in this population, but also if you've been working with wounds long enough, you know that if those wounds progressively get worse, so let's say they're only at a stage one, stage two, where we have a higher likelihood of them healing up, you don't want them to continue to progress to that stage three, stage four. Because if you've ever been involved in actually assessing them, so physically going into the room with the wound care nurse and looking, it is amazing in the worst way how deep those wounds can get, what tunneling can do, how they can get infected. And just the impact they have on someone's quality of life is terrible. And so I have seen some of the worst wounds in my career that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And there were obviously multiple factors that were going into the um, likelihood of these individuals having wounds. But ever since I've been working in this area, my priority I always recommend is let's try our best to get those wounds healed up as quickly as we can. And so what you can do is you can work really closely with the dialysis team or the chronic kidney disease team or your doctor whatever the level of care that is involved with that patient and say let's say that the patient does select okay you know what let's go higher protein and let's try to get my wounds healed up as quickly as possible and you say okay then do you know what you have to have a team meeting so you're gonna talk to the doctor you're gonna talk to them about your plan and you're going to have a system in place. You're not just going to do this as an individual healthcare practitioner, you're working with the entire team because this could really send their blood labs out of whack and so you really wanna be monitoring those super closely. But in order to monitor those closely, you need to have the doctors and the nurses on board so that they know, okay, we do need to be getting blood tests once a week or once every couple of days to keep monitoring that as we're slowly increasing the protein to get to that 1.0, 1.2, 1.5 mark, depending how high you go on the protein recommendations, how fast can we get this to heal up or should we just try it for, let's say, a two week time period Keep ordering labs weekly so that we can see what's happening with their sodium, potassium, phosphorus levels. Um, Let's look at their um, kidney markers as well. And so if you have a total team approach to healing these wounds, you may only need to increase that protein for a month or less. But you need the whole team on board because in order for wounds to heal, It's not just a nutrition portion, it's making sure that that patient is on a turning schedule, making sure that they're getting their, uh, the wound care nurse is getting in there and changing the bandages as frequently as they need to. So it's so important that we're doing this and monitoring the actual intake of the protein you can give a patient three meals a day with extra protein and all this kind of stuff but if they're not actually eating that chicken breast that's on their plate, well then we don't expect their wound to heal up that fast because they're not taking in the protein. So if you do have a situation like that, okay can we add let's just take for example a protein powder into their oatmeal or at MedPass between meals, you want to find the quickest way possible So you only have to have protein as a high dosage for a very short period of time. So I hope that all this information helped you. I know that this can be a very challenging situation, but as long as you're really educating the patient and you're getting um, them on board with whatever their nutrition goals are and getting the team involved to make sure that everybody has built this awesome care plan, that is going to be hopefully super successful, that's what we're looking for. So I'm unfortunately I'm not able to give you just one answer as to what to do. It's going to be based on what does the patient want to do? What are their goals? Is their goal to stay off dialysis for as long as possible? Is their goal to get the wound healed up as fast as possible? Or do they want to take a more moderate approach and maybe just bump their protein up a little bit, but not outside of the recommended values to keep them off of dialysis. There's no right or wrong answer here. This is totally individual and everybody gets to make their own healthcare decisions. All you can do as the dietitian is educate them on the risks, the benefits, your clinical opinion, if they're asking that. So that's all I have for you today. I will be putting out an article on this at some point because I think it's such an important topic, and it's certainly hard for new dietitians to know what's right and what's wrong. So, thank you for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Long Term Care RD. Find the website at longtermcarerd.com, and in the show description notes, you'll be able to find the articles that I talked about and the links for today's episode. Okay, we'll talk again next week.